Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Gene Moss, who had a near-death experience due to inhaling bathtub water after partying for four days. Gene, thank you so much for being my guest and welcome. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Gene, if you don't mind, let's start on the day that it happened and go from there. Well, it would actually, can it start like a couple days before? Sure. Because it was during lockdown. My daughter's birthday was coming up July 27th, which was a Monday. So we were planning on partying from Friday. We rented like a one of those outdoor projectors that blow up and set up like a snack bar, invited all the friends over because everything was closed. We had to do it at home. Unfortunately, we also had a plethora of adult substances on the premises to enjoy, you know? So it it wasn't supposed to be a four day thing, but it started out that way. People showed up with different things, things that would stimulate, you know, from unnamed Southern countries in the north in the south america or whatever right but um you know we had alcohol a lot of cannabis so we were just going and then come sunday night monday morning it's about two o'clock two thirty everyone's falling out people are passed out and i i'm hammered i start i was hammered drinking and i'd been up for the whole time maybe an hour here or there and i was like go, i was knocking on people's doors like hey you guys let, let's not stop so I was like, well, I'm not stopping. And so I went to get in the bath to like kind of get the alcohol like leveled out so I can keep going and whatnot. And I get in the bathtub and I'm just having a great time laughing and joking with myself. And I end up going and reaching for what I thought was water to take a drink. And I accidentally uh, slugged some shampoo and I was like, oh my gosh. So I went under the water in the bath just to like swish it out, you know? And I didn't remember how it had happened until a couple of days later that I actually, while I was under there doing that, I just, my body had been up for so long that I just took in a breath, not even thinking about it, just took in a breath. Didn't, I didn't suffer from any drowning experience. I just took in a breath. But the way the NDE started for me is I was underwater and it was like an ocean of water. I was underwater and I was looking at something and I couldn't figure out what it was. So I, I got closer, I swam up to it, and it was my body, it was me. And I remember thinking like, oh, it's me. But it didn't like trip me out or anything. I was just like, okay, you know. And then I look up and I see the like the sun shining through the water. And I was like, you know, I'm underwater, I better swim up. I didn't feel anything, just my God, that's my reaction. So I swim up and then all of a sudden I'm floating in the sky and I'm looking down at a vast ocean and my body's there floating like a log in the water, just And then I look up and the sky is predominantly red and white. And still, I have no idea, like, I'm dead. I don't think like, oh, my gosh, I'm dead. I'm just like, that's weird, you know. And I I look back down and now my body is just like driftwood. It looks just like a piece of wood. So I remember that part. Then the next part I remember, I was walking with a man who was God. 
and he looked kind of like the way Christ would look, but he had short, short hair, like a short beard and short hair. And I remember seeing a picture of an AI example of what AI would believe Christ to look like a year and a half later or so. And when I saw it, like I shook because that was, that's really close to how he appeared to me. And as we're walking, I, I remember like stopping to think like to check my feelings. Cause I was like feeling like I'm walking with my best friend slash brother. And I've known this guy my entire life and I love him, but he hasn't identified, he doesn't identify himself. Well, he didn't to me. He didn't say like, Hey, I'm Jesus or Hey, I'm God. So I was like, we're walking. And then he shows me a picture of my daughter. Like he shows me the scene, not a picture, but an actual scene. I'm standing there seeing my daughter find me dead in the bathtub and it just shook me. And so I turned to him and I'm like, yo, I like, I don't know if I said yo, but I was like, dude, I have to go back. Like, just like, that's how he, he got me. Like, like I have to go back. And at the time I thought like, you know, we're, I felt like equals. First of all, I, I felt like, like me and this dude, I'm not separate from him. You know, he, and he didn't make me feel like, how could I put this? He didn't make me feel like, he was dominant over me or like um sub, like I'm supposed to be submissive to this guy. I felt like I love this guy. I've known him my entire for eternity. And then when I told him, you know, I have to go back, he turned to me and looked me straight in the eyes and his eyes were like, like how blue eyes are, but they were like a gold topaz or brown clear. And he's like, okay, uh, you're going to be cold. He told me, you're going to start feeling cold. I'm going to stay with you. So I did. I started, as soon as he said that, I started like feeling really cold, like shivering cold, ice cold. And then all of a sudden I opened my eyes and I'm in my bathtub and all the water had drained by itself. And in my bathtub, the water doesn't drain. My wife will come in if I leave the plug in the next morning and tell me, you didn't pull the plug. You need to go and pull the plug. Your daughter has to get ready for school. So with it being drained right there, I was kind of tripping. And for somehow I was like in a fetal position in this tiny bathtub. I don't know how still to this day, I don't know how I was in there. So I'm a big guy. And I, so I couldn't move for like 10 minutes, like 10, 15. So I didn't go to know any doctor or anything. So that's why I didn't know what had happened to me. I was like, I was like laying there. And finally, when I could move, I, my body felt like it was a thousand pounds, but I lifted myself up. I was like, I, I need to go smoke a cigarette. I thought it had been maybe 10, 15 minutes or something. So I go outside and it was light outside. So I ran back in the house to see what, to grab my tablet, see what time it was. And it was 6.30 in the morning. And I remember it was 3.07 when I actually got in the bathtub. So three and a half hours had passed. So during that day, like, I didn't say anything to my wife. I didn't say anything to anybody. I, you know, I wasn't like, Hey, I died. You know, I was more like that was like a dream or or something. But then I would think like, why would I dream about being in an ocean of water while I'm in the bathroom? Why would I dream about walking with God? You know, why would I remember it so clearly? And then I realized like on my feet, there was like this black, like my skin was black. And, and basically it's it's still purple. Like to this day, like if, if I take my socks off after a long day, I have like this purple lens. But Okay. basically that whole day I was like telling myself like you know what if what if I'm in a different dimension I thought what if I'm in a different dimension 
and my daughter did wake up in a different dimension and find me dead in there because I saw the scene. I saw it like clear as day, like her go in the bathroom, find her dad underwater drowned. And that was on her birthday. And it still breaks my heart to this day. In fact, today, while I was thinking about this, the, the, the picture went through my mind at work and I started like tearing up. Like, so, I mean, that's basically, I went down for me. I, I and that's all I remember, you know? Were you a religious person before this, or did you consider? I was raised LDS, okay. but it, I was a, secretly addicted to Norcos for like 15 years after I had a knee surgery. And in 2019, I couldn't do it anymore. So with my religion, believing at the time that suicide is a sin, I feel completely different about how everything works now. But I couldn't kill myself, but I wanted to die. So I remember telling God, like, take it over. I don't want this. I don't want to live anymore. If you're not going to take me, then it's yours. And then I started being guided towards meditation. And then right at the beginning of, like, 2020, end of 19, is I started an awakening, like, to where I felt, like, a oneness with God, like, it's hard to explain. I'm sure you probably went through it. A lot of people, it turns out, have gone through this to like where I realized like, I'm not this body, you know? And, and basically, that's why in two, I left 2020 until I had that experience. I was having a great time. Hmm. But yeah, with the religion. So yeah. if we Google Jesus AI drawing, is that how it would show what you saw or, or what? how did you see that again? Yeah, it was on Facebook is how it came about. So I went looking for it to save it. I have it saved on my tablet now so that I can show people what he looked like to me. But yeah, if you Google AI interpretation of Jesus and you mm -hmm. find him with short hair and a short beard, that's what, that's basically how he looked at me, almost identical. Right after you got back, you didn't tell anybody. Did you experience like depression or anything because you were with Jesus or God and you want to go back? Yeah, I did. Even though I knew I made the choice, basically, I did want to die. Like I was depressed. I ended up trying to drink myself to death. Um, I actually went to Stater Brothers. It's a grocery store here. And I bought a couple bottles, giant gallon bottles of whiskey. And I pounded them both, just like I'm gonna not not necessarily commit suicide, but you know, if I die doing this, I die, which I don't believe suicide is sin anymore either. But at the same time, I was done. And then as I was passing out, I heard a voice, and I, you know, I don't know if it's my ear or what, but we're all connected, so it said like, not on your terms or whatever. And I closed my eyes and I woke up two days later and I was back and I was just like, kind of like a shake your fist at the sky moment. Like, Oh, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So, so how have you changed since your experience? Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I'll tell you and anybody else on the street that I love you, that I know you are me and I am you, that we are all, I know, I now understand what God is when they say infinite and eternal. He's everything. It's, he is us. And our body being a temple that he resides in, our spirit, our ego is this character I play, Gene Moss. But the, the light inside of me is God. And the light inside, inside of you is God. 
it may be that he's infinite. That means he has infinite personalities and we're all those infinite personalities playing a game of hide and seek, you know, in an eternal game or whatnot, but we're all one. And seeing outside the box and now seeing in, seeing this world now, it's more of a cartoon to me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you can see like during the day, the universe at play, if you will, mm-hmm. you know? It's interesting that you say that. Do you feel like when you were on the other side that it's more real than here and this is the dream? Yeah, absolutely. I believe not only, I believe it's a game more than a dream. It's a game. It's, we're eternal, infinite beings. And I mean, if you can do anything or have anything, it means nothing. We come, I believe that this is for us to experience suffering to enjoy, you know, that suffering is a necessary part of the experience in order to enjoy having things. I believe the dream world now is far more real than this world. And I look forward to going to sleep at night now. Do you lucid dream or do you feel like your dreams are, you know, more real than here? I have lucid dreamed. I actually, you know, the CIA was doing that program um, that it's on YouTube now where you can have access to do their practicing. It's a, called hemi hemi sync right you, and i've been doing that i've astral projected a few times but i was doing that before i died as well mm. because of my awakening in fact during my awakening i ate like an ounce of mushrooms and i was meditating and i opened my eyes after meditating for about 45 minutes i like fell asleep in the meditation i opened my eyes and i believed i was shiva <laughs> for about for about six hours you couldn't tell me otherwise i was like and i think that was like one of those tapping into the god consciousness if you will within us you know do you think that your awakening was trying to shake you up at the time to stop partying and it just didn't work and then this next one finally did it well i think i think the partying didn't become a problem until lockdown I, i had a problem beforehand with the norcos i was i was a functional drug addict and then with the getting off of the Norcos, which that as well, I did by myself, which was hard. It's an opiate. Mm. And that's why it felt, it, it felt impossible to get off of it because you get sick within like three hours. It's like heroin. Wow. So finally, uh, somebody told me about this stuff called Kratom or Kratom. So I started taking that that you can buy at smoke shops. And then I'd take like half a Norco. Then I'd take like 10 Kratoms. And then, so I weaned down the amount of Norcos I would take a day over like a six week period to where finally I was only on the Kratom for about six months. And then I stopped all that. And then I felt free, honestly. And that's why during lockdown, I was like, yeah, we can get messed up. We can do this. We can do that. I beat that addiction there. You know what I mean? Basically it was like, I beat the hardest addiction there is. And it's uh, this blanket. It like hides effect. Like somehow you convince yourself that you can, you know, I mean, what was wrong? You can, you can handle it if, you know, so I was wrong though. <laughs> Do you recall any other interaction or conversation between you and Jesus? I mean, as far as my NDE and then that would be honestly, as far as like a face to face. No. I remember after it happened, I had a dream 
where I was laying in my bed with my dog. It was like three in the morning and I couldn't sleep. And all of a sudden I was having this dream where I was laying on in the same position, but on some mountains and there were UFOs flying over. And these two blonde girls came out and they invited me onto the ship and I go into the ship and there's like all these giant like storage unit rooms, if you will. And I ended up, one of the rooms I was in turned into like this little Japanese um, garden. And I, I was a kid and I was playing with a bunch of other kids. And then one of the kids ran off crying and I, I felt bad, like I did something to him. So I went and chased after him and I looked, I was like, Hey, are you okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he looked up at me and he was a little in the image. He was a little Oriental kid with glasses. And he looked up at me and it smiled. And I said, oh, my God, you're God. And then I woke up. Mm. It took me a minute to realize I had even slept. Like, I thought, like, man, I still, I really need to go to sleep. So I had that experience. Do you think that either the NDE world or the world that you and I are currently in now is a simulation? I think that this world is the simulation. And we kind of know that already. What's going on right on the other side of our eyeballs is not what's happening. You know what I mean? We see a wall, we see a floor, we hear a song, but it's all just energy, frequency, and vibration. So I think we created this world out of that in order to play in it. It's like mm-hmm. a, like Disney. You know what I mean? Like we built Disneyland. Right. Yeah. I had another guest of mine. I asked her, why do we keep coming back over and over? And the channel said, because we get off on it. Yeah. It's like, you know, the pain... Pain is not a bad thing, you know. Now that I've had this NDE, like I've lost people, mm-hmm. like my my buddy that's like a brother to me, and the feeling is a lot different because you know they're fine, you know, you know mm-hmm. that they're they're fine. And then, like even right now, like there's times where I'll think like, next time I come back, I'm gonna be a Japanese kid because I really want to grow up in Japan. Mm-hmm. But I also wonder like, can I be a Japanese kid and can I come back in 1972? Or oh, 1965. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of like what I, why I think like, um, you know, the Mandela effect is like, it's constantly changing back there too. You know what I mean? Like right. people are, I think time and space in this game, I think like we can boot in at any time. You know what I mean? Right. It's interesting that you said that because I've thought maybe when you're on the other side, you can not only reincarnate to be whatever you want to be, but also in whatever time zone or time period. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever planet, you know, see, that's the whole thing. This whole, I've been looking at this flat earth thing and, you know, all this other stuff. And to me, it's like, why does it matter? You know, what's it matter? Right. For, for my simulation, it could be that I never, you know, never pop out of here, but that'd be my decision to create that, you know, to, to experience that. So, I mean, with the NDE, I, I see, I, I find myself trying to control my day more, even with, even though it's doing it the wrong way, I don't know how to do it correctly, but I can see things happening. Like I'll have a thought and then two hours later it happens. Like mm-hmm. on my, on my daughter's birthday, for example, wow. two days ago, Wednesday, mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you ever seen the show Rick and Morty? 
the cartoon? I have. I used to watch it a little bit with my kids, but I, I never really watched it that much. I was more of a regular show guy. You seen that? Oh, one? regular show good too. Yeah, but with the Rick and Morty, like I, I watch it and I'll poke holes in it a lot, like just for myself. You know, even though none of it matters, but on the show, I was at my mother-in-law's for my daughter's birthday because we don't have Rick and Morty here. We don't have Hulu. So I'm watching this episode and he's trying to convince his best friend to that's in a coma to wake up before his brain has ultimate failure and he dies. And while he's inside the friend's head telling him, like, you need to wake up, he's like, well, you know, I died when my wife shot me and I'm just waiting for it to take place or take, take, um, take, to, 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 to take basically he's, he was dead. He's in his coma and he's ready to die. And he, and Rick says, you have a kid out there. And to me, I was like, it's my daughter's birthday. Two years ago today, I died. I'm watching this episode of Rick and Morty out of randomness at my mother-in-law's. And it just talked about how, he wants to go, and but he has a kid. And as soon as he found out he had the kid, he's like, I've decided to live. And I was like, dude, that's the, uni-, you know, like those little things, like the universe is like, bam, you know. Yeah. One of my guests has said that the universe is always talking to us. So I think that's a, a pretty good example. Yeah. Well, I, I think like really like how they say the Trinity, the universe is us. You know what I mean? Like. Mm. Because we're all one. The law of one, like, like they say, which is another thing, the 12 laws that I found out about. Because one of the things I did feel in the NDE is that I'm the most special being in the universe. But so are you. But that doesn't mean that I shouldn't try any harder. You know? So I should, I should still try to be my best, even though I'm already every... Oh. You're back. Back? Yeah. All right. So I was going to ask you this. Let's say you and I were playing a game of checkers or something. It doesn't really matter the game. But if I won, would you still be happy because you know that you're also me and so you still win too? You know what? I would because of the consciousness, but it may take a second because I'm still stuck in this animal body. Right. This animal body is something that I think is. The animal body is a monster. You know what I mean? There's people that are monsters. They behave like monsters, but that still got inside of them. Right. You know what I mean? I think one of the things, one of the one of the things that we we need, like we do, is to overcome. We have it set that way, to where we have to overcome. You know, and continue to. If there's any meaning to it, I would think that. God being infinite realizes that he's the the lightest light, but he's also the darkest night. So maybe trying to get his balance more towards the light. We're working hard coming here and fighting our own darkness to bring more light back into the circle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Try to tip the scales in the favor of of goodness, you know? Mm -hmm. Have you ever... If there's a meaning. (laughs) Have you ever wondered... That if you have consciousness, I have consciousness, everybody here has consciousness, but we're all God. How is it that we all have a separate consciousness, but still be God at the same time? Well, number one, I believe the subconscious isn't separate. That it, We're all connected and a part of us knows it. Is it cutting out? No, you're fine. 
Okay. The, I believe we put the ego in place to play the game uh, and pretend that we're to pretend, if you will, that we're individuals. That's that's one of our blessings here is the illusion of individuality. Is that it's so that we can play the game and we can enjoy, fall in love, and, and all that's pretend. Fall in love, create individual beings. You know, one of the things about the Mormon religion that I like is that they would talk about families like before they came here. Mm-hmm. That church like teaches about you know you were you were a spirit before you came here you got together and you said okay we're gonna we're gonna be a family down there you know this is what we'll do and i believe that part i believe like you know we sit down we map it all out every moment of suffering every moment of joy we knew was going to take place Hmm. you know what i mean and we Mm -hmm. we agreed with it we signed up we might have even drawn it all up ourselves that's interesting i didn't realize that that was taught within the LDS church. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of, you know, for the most part, when I was shown, when I was shown um, in the vision while I was going through my awakening is that all religions lead to the path of a personal relationship with God, which is what we need to have is an individual relationship. The way he kind of showed it to me in, in the vision I had was I love my daughter. And my wife loves my daughter. But our relationship is not the same. Yeah, which is okay. We both love her. And I shouldn't try to make my wife love my daughter the way I do. Just like she shouldn't try. So basically all religions are good to the path of the personal relationship. But the ultimate goal is the personal relationship. What is the direction of your life now? I mean, what are your goals? What are you doing with your life now that you've had the NDE? That's different from what you were previously. I mean, like I, I sold. I used to have like. Um, so you and I are pretty close to me. Do you remember GoBots? GoBots, GoBots, like Transformers. Yeah, the toys. Yeah, they were like little diecast Transformers. Yeah, things. yeah. And I had. I used to collect those, right? I collected in the packages. I buy them on eBay for hundreds of dollars. I would, I would stack. I had materialistic needs and wants. I don't have that anymore. You know, I sold almost all of my material possessions for myself. When I go shopping with my family, all I want to do is buy food. I don't think of, you know, I don't care about buying stuff for myself, but I do need to support my daughter. If it was me alone, I would, Honestly, go out in the woods, build a tiny house, get a garden going, build it all myself, and just either live alone or start a revelation here, like a revolution, if you will. Not a revolution, so I wouldn't want violence. But I would honestly like to get everyone together and see what I've seen and opt out of playing the slavery game that the government has set up. I mean, all that I see is a joke now, too. Left side, right side. When you talked about checkers earlier, it's like with checkers, right? Donald Trump on one side, let's say Joe Biden on another side playing checkers. Who would I want to win? They're both. It's the board. You know, they're both playing on the same board. It's all a game. We only have two sides so that we have to pick a side. I don't want to get political, but. 
Right. I mean, I, I see the sense as like, you think you have a decision, you think you have a choice, but it's all there to just keep us enslaved until, you know, until we work our whole lives, play their game, die, in comes the new group. And, and I don't think that the planet that we, we should want it this way. I don't think that we designed it this way. And honestly, I would like to see it to where everybody, everybody loves each other. Everybody is taking care of each other. And that's how I try to live now. If I see somebody, I'm at McDonald's, the guy pulls out his card and it's denied. I don't care if I'm not, I'm not a rich guy by any stretch, but if that happens, pay for his meal. You know what I mean? Throw it out there. You see a homeless guy, who cares if he's going to go buy alcohol with it? Right. You know, it's not my decision to decide how he lives his life. He's hurting. Let me give him five bucks. I don't care what he does with it after that. It's none of my business. You know what I mean? Right. Um, we could just live with each other. That's one of the things I think where Christ was above, out of way too ahead of his time back then. And they try to pervert it. He said, love all and judge no one. That's what he was trying to teach. You know what I mean? Basically is what I believe. It's like, if you want to identify as this, whatever. That's none of my business. You know, my job to love you. Right. So that that's basically where I'm living now. And then just paying bills. You know? Yeah. I'm assuming that, you know, you had big changes in your life and your friends and family obviously saw it. How have they reacted to the new you? Well, most of them don't talk to me anymore. Hmm. You know, I don't know why. Um, I've always been the black sheep of my immediate family. But like my wife, you know, after being married for 20 years, for her, she's just now starting to believe that it's real. Hmm. You know, it took a long time and a lot of a lot of trauma that I caused her being a diff the different person that I was. It took her a long time to trust that, you know, that I wasn't this cruel, overbearing, controlling guy. anymore. So for her, that's good. My daughter and I have a better relationship. Now, when my daughter wants to go do something and I don't want to do it, I remind myself, I'm not here for me anymore. You know, I came back because of that decision. And so I, I go do the, what she ever, whatever she wants. You know what I mean? Um, within reason, you know, I'm not going to take her to get a tattoo at 16 but do you fear death at all no except for leaving my daughter behind that's the only thing all right that's See. the only thing i'm concerned about no that makes that makes total sense has the memory of this experience faded over time or is it still as real today as it was the day it happened um maybe probably more more so because I see the real changes in me. Mm -hmm. So with the real changes in me, staying this person is how I know that it was real. You know? Do you think about the experience every day? Every day. Is it something like every you can't, day, one way or is it something like you can't escape? Well, no, it's just like, I'll remind myself, like, that's why I'm here. You know, I came back for this reason, or I'll remind myself on a rough day, I'm lucky to even have this day, you know, kind of that kind of situation. For the most part, I found that you can't control the world around you, but you can control how you react and feel about it. And then it stays pretty, pretty great, you know? Mm -hmm. Obviously, I want to win this billion dollars tomorrow and 
change yeah. the world. But right. <laughs> if you, you know, mark my words on this. Podcast. I'm sorry. Say that again. I lost I you. Say, mark my words on this podcast. If I win that billion dollars, you're going to see something start up called No Family Left Behind. I got some great ideas for how to turn this world around. That's great. A lot of people that watch this podcast are grieving because either their children or their loved ones or their family or their parents have died. What kind of advice would you give them? Be happy for that grieving because that means you really love them. You know, be be happy for that hurt because if you didn't hurt like that, then you never really cared about it. And you're going to see them again, no doubt. For the most part, when it first happened to me, I felt kind of like, it's like the way I would have termed it back when it happened to me is I, I said it to my wife. I was like grieving something for us here, you know, as being left here. It's like our own little selfish claim to our relationship with them. But it's not selfish at all. It's a beautiful thing. The grieving it's part of the reason we're here. The suffering is part of the reason we're here. The pain without without the white without the black fish, there can't be the white fish, you know, if you will. Do you ever think about all the really horrible things that happen on this planet and the horrible things that people do to each other? And do you think that is also still just part of the game? I think what it is is like let's say me, myself, I can't say you for sure, but we all have demons within us. You know, we're all fighting uh, fighting the good fight within ourselves. What, what it hurts me about it is I think what this is on a grander scale is God fighting the good fight within himself, if you will. And that's we're all the little pieces. And I think if we all saw what what I saw, and what these other people have seen, I don't think that the world would be that way. But I think it would be too easy if we came here remembering that place, and it would it wouldn't be real work, you know. It wouldn't we wouldn't be doing real real work because we remember. That's another thing the LDS religion teaches is that when we we were there before that, God would tell us like this is what you're gonna do, this is what's gonna happen, and we'd be like, no, no, we're gonna be perfect and we're gonna you know praise your name every day and we're gonna and he's like you're not gonna remember and you're gonna act this way you know what i mean and it it was like i I, that's one of the things i believe now i don't know if that's part of the programming from childhood that has me believing the way i do now one of the things i do realize is we're far closer to robots in these bodies than we realize like we think we have free will and all this and that but when you truly start like opening your mind and you truly start seeing past the boundaries, it's hard for some people, you know, it's hard for me. Scary almost, you know, because then you start to realize the more you think, you know, or the closer you get to thinking, you know, something, the more you realize you don't know anything. That's what my experience has been, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. Since your NDE, have you gone back to LDS? I tell people I'm LDS like a Jew's a Jew as a joke, kind of. My my family, my great-great-something grandfather, his name was Zebedee Coltrane. He crossed with Joseph Smith. So my family has been LDS since the beginning. So, I mean, I'm proud of that heritage, mm-hmm. honestly, because I believe the Mormon religion 
has a lot of good things about them. But when I look at any religion like that, I don't feel like necessarily, I don't know how to put this in a way, like it's still thinking on an earthly level. You know, it's, it's, they, they have, they have their temple secrets that I don't know about. I never made it to those levels before I fell off. But from what I saw, it was still like earthly thinking, like God and Satan and this and that, right? As far as like all that goes, I believe it's all God now. You know, even if there is a character doing that work to try to tempt us to do wrong, he's still serving God. He still has a purpose and he's still doing a job. In fact, um, one time I smoked DMT. You know what DMT is? Right. The first thing that happened is I was locked in this clear box and it looked like hell. And and I was talking to Satan in the vision. And he was like, I'm going to torture you for eternity. And I was like, no, you're not. I'm a great guy. You know, I told him, I'm a great guy. And he's like, well, you're going to serve me. And I was like, well, you serve God. Well, I said, you serve the master. So if I serve you, I'm still inadvertently serving the master. So whatever. And so then all of a sudden he said, true. And then I got pulled out of the box. And this is the first time I ever saw like a mother figure. Like I was floating through space around this giant woman. And she was like, I respect what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish. And I was like, she's all, you can always come to my light in the vision. And I was like, well, I can't come to your light without Megan. And she was like, well, you're not even welcome without Megan. Then, oh, you know what? You just, I didn't see Jesus in this vision. Because then all of a sudden I was in heaven and clouds and I was talking to Jesus. And I was like, bro, I made it, dude. And he was like, yeah, but you cheated. And he locked me in a closet for the rest of the trip. I swear I was locked in this DMT trip in a broom closet for the rest of it until it wore off. So that was, that was crazy. And I know it was a broom closet because I looked down and there was a mop bucket. <laughs> Can you confidently say that taking DMT is completely different from having an NDE? Yeah, absolutely. Because the, the NDE, I was conscious. I, I'm, I made sure I stopped. I took stock. I was like, checked how I was feeling walking with him you know i was like what is this feeling you know and i analyzed it i remember analyzing it and i remember talking to him i was like i remember thinking like i'm equal to this guy you know i love this guy and i was like who is he because he didn't tell me and then i was like that's god you know i was like i know him that's god and i started remembering you know like having a memory of dmt i was kind of just along for a ride you know what i mean like um, flying by the seat of your pants, you know, like, like a dream, like I'm reacting even in, in like lucid dreams or dreams. I thought where I was able to become lucid and snap out of it. It was never like that. You know what I mean? Like even in those dreams where I'd be like, I'm in a dream, it would still be along for the ride. But in the ND, I was, I was there, you know, I was like looking around. I could tell you when we were walking, it was like a complete, like endless white, like on the matrix where the guns come up Yeah. when they like do the boot up program. It was like, that's where we were. It was like something like that. You know, I was looking around, like telling myself, look around, take this in kind of a thing. You know what I mean? So yeah, I could say it was different. <laughs> Did you want to go back because you loved hanging with Jesus so much 
or because wherever you were, you were just surrounded by love and it was so amazing and you felt so good or a combination of both? I wanted to go back because I knew that this place was fake. The only thing, the only thing even real to me now to this day is my love for my daughter, you know, which is maybe even something that's born within the animal, the body that is programmed in there to keep us wanting to be here, you know, but I mean, it's hard because like they say, like, and I used to think this like heaven's in the sky or heaven's in, in a different place. Now I realize like if I could reach out and grab the, here, I'm going to look at myself so I can see, like grab the air, you know, flip it around. Like that's where it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Like different stacks. Like it, it's right here, right on the other side, you know? Just right outside of my vision. Another thing. It's like it's right here, but in another dimension. Yeah. Yeah. And we're walking in that too, you know, like we're we're already there, but we're we're here. And and honestly, there's sometimes where I have thoughts where I'll think about like my mom my my mother in law has this friend. Her son was killed in that that shooting in Vegas where the guy was shooting down oh, at the wow. concert. Mm-hmm. So my mother-in-law's friend's son died and she loves dragonflies. And we'll be talking about the mom and a dragonfly will fly past. And so it's like this, the heaven is like right there. And one time I even thought like, that's him. That's Austin flying by and just being like, hey, talking about me kind of, you know what I mean? But I didn't appearing as a dragon. I didn't ask you, but do you have anything that you would like to promote, like a website or anything? Well, right now I have a group called Plant the Planet on Facebook that I'm trying to get started, where we go around and plant food in random locations, like in parking lots where there's sprinklers already set up and there's nothing there. Like plant and then share it on Facebook like different locations so that we can start terraforming this world so that people can eat. You know, they say people are starting to try to control the food population. You know? So you guys will just plant like fruit trees. Yeah. We just started putting it on video. Mm -hmm. Like I did my first video on Facebook the other day, but we've been doing it for a while. Like we're like, I have uh, apricot seeds up there right now that I have uh, in a paper towel that I'm sprouting. I'm going to go plant apricot trees in this abandoned buildings parking lot where the, I, I rode my bike by it and sprinklers still turn on. I'm like, there's homeless people in camp right around the corner that are starving. They could walk over here, grab an apricot, you know, or mm-hmm. they could like, I don't understand why they do it. I, I, I'm assuming it's to control people or maybe they don't want animals eating the, the waste, mm-hmm. but there's that. And also, I mean, as far as to profit on anything right now, no, because I really don't care about money. I think money is more of a problem than anything else. And for some reason, if I just believe that it's going to be okay, it always works out. Yeah. That's one of the things that I've discovered. If I just like, just leave it in, you know, his hands, if you will, and just trust that it's going to work out. I mean, when I look back on my life, it never didn't work out. You know, I'm still here. I'm still. I have a roof over my head. I have food. You know, it never worked out. All those times worrying about things, stressing on things, 
And 44 years later, it's still working out. Why did I even waste all that time? You know? Yeah. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions or chit chat with you. Are you okay with that? And if so, how can they reach you? Um, well, my Facebook is Gene Moss. Um, search me. I'm open. Um, I mean, I don't have like Instagram or any of that because technology is kind of another thing that once that happened, I actually, I dished my cell phone for a while. I just got this phone three months ago, but I would love to talk to like-minded people. And, and I love watching um, videos of like tiny houses and different like communities of people that, so, I mean, if there's people that see this and are interested in hanging out with me that are, you know, going through this awakening, going through this oneness and this love situation, I would love them to reach out to me because I want to be a part of that. And, you know, I'm not afraid of dying, but I am afraid of dying and not being able to do anything to help get this place in the right direction. I don't understand how people in power know they're going to die someday and aren't using that power for the good of people. All right, Gene. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Nothing happens to us. It all happens for us. That's it. That's a good message. Gene, thank you so much for being my guest today. I really appreciate you, and I wish you the best. I appreciate you, brother, and I love you, man. Thank you, man. I love you, too. (laughs) All right, you have a great day. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara Podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.